This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Hello, family and friends. I'm Renette Marburg, ready to meet with you on my program, Rise. On this program, we have honest and truthful conversations around family challenges relevant to you. Rise on Radio K Pulpit, 729 AM. Finding God's truth for a way forward together. Good afternoon, family and friends. And uh, we are so privileged to have you joining us this afternoon. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Renette Meyerberg on my program called Rise and you know we are the family program where we deal with so many relevant and often unspoken issues but we need to address them. So I'm going to be asking questions as a family member and we are privileged to have uh, Claudine Coleridge. She's a community activist, very, very, very incredible busy lady and does so much for her community and uh, really up and about and I hope you're going to be encouraged uh, with her testimony and she's going to give a little bit of a background of who she is and what she's doing right now and then we've got Pastor Rosalind uh, Feeder, and what an amazing, beautiful lady she is. Um, and we are so privileged to have you with us. Thank you so much. And we know that you, as a social, as a social worker, um, your heartbeat is really for change. And you really get stuck in and do all the hard work in, in the community. So I just want you to be welcomed. And thank you for joining us this afternoon. Afternoon. Hi, good day. We're privileged to be here. Yes. So thank we you will for we, us. Thank you so much for being here and really looking forward to our interview. So, but we first of all, we're going to listen to Amazing Grace. My, my Chains Are Gone by Chris Tomlin. Is that not exciting? And we absolutely, I absolutely love Chris Tomlin. So, we're going to listen to him first and then we will join you straight after that. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you for joining me, Renette Marburg, on my program called Rise. And we are so privileged and to have these two lovely ladies in the studio with me. Um, and they, her name is uh, Claudine Coleridge, and she's a community activist. Um, and I call it activist because she is never still. She is busy all over, um, getting involved with all different kinds of projects. I just hope that she's going to ignite some of us to get started and really get involved mm -hmm. to see what is happening in our communities. And then I've got uh, Rosalind uh, Feeder. She's uh, uh, been a social worker for over 29 years, but gone into ministry now, and she is still working, working the people. She has not gone and retired or anything like that. She's staying plugged in and we so appreciate the work that she's doing amongst the community as well so today we are really going to address the issues that we are finding in our in our communities and can we make a change that is our main object with this program today is that we often just want to throw up our arms and say nothing can be done and we leave it to everybody else to do but we can change our own worlds. So I just want these two ladies to help us, uh, give us some ideas, tell us what they're doing and who they are right now in 
uh, currently. So, Claudine, let us start with you, um, seeing that you are sitting right in front of me. <laughs> and uh, just give us a little bit of a background of your uh, MPO that you are running and what are you all doing at the moment to, and what are the challenges that we are finding happening uh, with the pandemic? Obviously, it's escalated a lot of stuff. Yeah, I'm Claudine. I've been born and raised in Alsace River, and um, I was raised by a single mom. So we know what the challenges of, of hardships of not having, of only having one pair of shoes to last us the entire year, and uh, a mother that walks to work in the rain, in the sun. And today we honor our mother by taking care of her, returning the favor, not that we can, but returning the favor that she has taken care of three children and done it all on her own, obviously with the help of some family members. I cannot exclude them, but my mother will stay the primary caregiver and taker. And therefore, my heartbeat is in the community. My heart is for the poor and the vulnerable. I have started an NGO two years ago when COVID just hit South Africa or the world, I should say. And um, people were laid off from work. There was a great need. And I decided um, this is where I step in full time. Because before I've done it on a um, I feel basis. But that feeling grew and grew. In fact, where it all started for me was a couple of years ago. On Christmas morning, I was on my way to my mom to go and wish her, take her gift. And... Um, I saw an elderly lady came out of a shop, a Muslim little shop though from my mom's, and she walked out with a packet of frozen sausage on a Christmas morning. That is probably 15, 20 years ago, but it stayed with me and it tugged at my heart strings. And I've decided I want to make a change, a difference, because these are people, men and women, that has taken care of children and grandchildren. And that is, on a Christmas morning, you have to eat a packet of frozen sausage. Obviously, you're not going to eat frozen sausage, but isn't there a leg of lamb or a piece of gammon or some salads on the table for this lady? No, there wasn't. And I decided to make that difference. I started the NGO, the Catalea Coleridge Foundation, in honor of my grandmother, in fact. I then um, approached different organizations. I've asked. I've reached out and asked for sponsorships. It wasn't easy within the pandemic that has hit the world. But some people came on board. Um, some people couldn't because they have been feeding elsewhere. Um, I've even tried the gift of the givers, but they have the broader communities to take care of. And then I also had a friend, Wesley Fester, who brought me parcels and then that is how this whole Coleridge Foundation started. I've also approached a, a Muslim man, a man that has so much love and passion. It's called, he's called Buta Akbar. He's in the Vanguard Estate area and he cooks daily for us, um, for the communities on the Cape Flats. Whether you're um, black or colored or white, we feed everyone. Wow. I've, I've then reached out to other companies. And like I said before, it was very, it still is difficult. Mm -hmm. um, then we, 
whatever I got, I would share with him and he would share with me. Like after this radio interview, I'll go to him and my pots of food are waiting for me. And yeah, it has just been phenomenal. But the saddest thing is when I really got down to things, I started seeing the need in the, I would say the colored community because that's where I work in Alsace River, in Leonsdale specifically. There's a need for shoes, for clothing. There's a need for education. There's a need for skills development. There's a need to put people on the right path. There's a need that where I come in, where I speak to the gangsters, I ask them to try and get along because we are not going to win this war if we fight one another. Amen. That is such such powerful um, information that we need. You know, just get get busy. Get started. It doesn't matter if you have no resources. I mean, you had no resources, but you went out boldly and made a difference. So thank you so much for that information. Now, uh, you know, I'd like to ask you, Pastor, what is uh, uh, what you have, you know, being in the social, in, you know, being a social worker, what has escalated specifically for you and the work that you are doing right now? Um, good afternoon, listeners. Um, my name is Rosalind. And yes, um, I was a social. I worked as a social worker for over 29 years, and I my uh, field of work the last time was in a facility in Alsace River, and and I especially work with girls. And I could work there seen the influence that the that um what the what the influence on kinders had. As gevolg van omstandigheden in die, in die gemeenschappen, as gevolg van die ouderse omstandigheden, as gevolg van bijvoorbeeld pandemies, um, daar is ook dinge soos um, bendeactiviteite, en as gevolg van hierdie dinge, daar is baie dinge wat toeneem in die gemeenschappen. Een van dit is baas baie negatieve invloede in die gemeenschappen, baie min rolmodelle, wat die kinders kan volg, positieve rolmodelle. En die kinders is geneig om die negatieve rolmodelle te volg. En die, en die gevolg, die, die uiteinde daarvan, of die resultate daarvan, is dan bijvoorbeeld kinders wat uit die school uit um, gaan, op een vroege ouderdom. Dan is daar, uh, um, hulle kom dan, in, hulle loop rond, hulle kom in contact met negatieve uh, elementen, hulle vang uh, kattenkwaad aan, in in sommige van hulle beland in, in misdaad as gevolg van dit. En dit is dinge wat toeneem. En as gevolg van al die dinge, raak die werkloze cijfer erger. En die gevolge daarvan is dat jongsiens uh, val in die hande van bendelede. Hulle word misbruik door dwellemandelaars. Jong meisies um, raak swanger op een jong ouderdom. En hulle word weer as gevolg van die feit dat hulle self nog kinders is, kan hulle nie na, na die kinders omsien nie, die babas omsien nie. Nou kom die jongmans met hulle goeie beloftes, mooie beloftes, die, die jongmeisies val vir dit. En so dit is, a, it's a vicious circle that needs to be broken. En van die vaders is, is afwezig, daar is nie a positieve vader, vader ver, 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 vergeer vir die kinders nie. 
kinders verval in dwelmverslaving en dit raak net erger en erger en meer en meer. Ouwers probeer, baie keer is dit dat die ouwers, sommige van die ouwers stel nie een goeie voorbeeld vir die kinders. Die kinders volg die voorbeeld wat die ouwers stel. In plaas van om vir hulle te sê wat hulle moet doen, wees die ouwers hulle dier hulle levensstijl hoe die kinders optree en die kinders volg die ouwers levensstijl in plaas van wat die ouwers vir hulle sê om te doen. So dit is dinge wat wat bijdra tot die omstandighede waarin ons onze gemeenschappen van dag bevind. En het raakt niet al meer. That is such a vital um, problem at the moment, is parenting. And obviously, as we spoke earlier, uh, desperate people do desperate things. So, um, and even parents allow children to go out into the world doing all these things, you know, helping with the drugs, getting because that's the only kind of income that's, that's correct, coming yes. in. That's the only income that there is. Yeah. And, or, you know, even letting the girls go into prostitution. Absolutely. And um, we are finding that even in our communities, uh, uh, people are really, really struggling. So they do strange things. Kids are leaving early from school, yes. not even going to school. And uh, so that they can go and be a packer somewhere or go and do some kind of work. Um, so, you know, we are really are struggling as a nation. Um, and, you know, so at the moment with uh, the kind of problems, what are the statistics right now um, that you can possibly share with us of what is the rate of unemployment and issues in the country? Well, we've checked this morning for an updated um, census on the un unemployment figure, and there was none because it's so volatile, the figures at yes. this point in time. Mm -hmm. However, from what I've seen where I'm sitting right now, um, going into the community, there's a 70%, almost a 70% oh, unemployment word. rate mm -hmm. in the broader community of Alsace River and surrounding areas. So much so... As you've mentioned, young girls turns to prostitution. That's right. Young girls leave school because there's that, oh, I'm getting so emotional because <laughs> I see it daily mm -hmm. how beautiful girls turn to tricks mm -hmm. because they don't have a choice because the mother's too old to stand on the road to actually bring in an income or she's too old to go and be a packer at ShopRite or wherever. Mm -hmm. She's too old to do something. And because of the stress, People deteriorate, their health deteriorates so badly. And they actually don't blink an eye when the daughters turn to um, prostitution. Yes. Their son starts selling drugs for the uh, drug lord in the area or the neighborhood because they are enticed by name brands clothing. Yes. That is the reality of the young girl and the young boy on the Cape Flats right now. Oh, it is really sad to hear. And, you know, we are so, um, uh, it's almost like we are trapped here. Absolutely uh, the, the, the correct the, version. The, yes, the trapped a, a, out of desperation. Mm. And um, so I just feel that, you know, uh, how do we actually make a change? But I think we need to just listen to the next track before we start, uh, you know, a new topic, because I'd like us just to cover that as well, because there are so many things that need to, that we can actually ask 
uh, the community to just listen um, and hear what they can be part of. So I would like us to cover that straight after. Listen to Testify to Love by Avalon. And what a program, I mean, is to learn to love hey? our community so that we can really make a difference. So we're going to listen to Testify to Love by Avalon. Good afternoon, family and friends, and thank you. Yes, we're back, and uh, we are dealing with a very, very uh, important topic this week um, about community. Um, But first of all, I want to encourage you to please WhatsApp us, and you're welcome to interact with us on 081-729-1657, or SMS us on 37988, or Telegram us on 081-729-1657. 081-729-1657. And we're on Facebook. We're actually on Facebook Live right now. So please join us. And uh, we are just so privileged to have this platform for us to to engage with. And we've got a complete different following on Facebook. So please join us. And we've got a counseling department, which is very important, especially um, in my program. Um, it is 21 Double seven triple O option one you can press and somebody will be able to direct you or help you or pray for you. So please, please make use of our um, ways of communicating anything that you need. We had a case the other day where somebody phoned in and needed desperate help and we were able to help uh, direct uh, for uh, um, assistance. So please engage with us so that we can connect with you, pray with you and be there for you. God bless. Um, but at the moment we've got uh, Claudine uh, Coleridge. In, she's a community activist and these ladies are really, really busy and Rosalind Feeder um, in the studio with us and that they are really doing huge, wonderful work in the community. But we are just really wanting to see how we can get to some solutions. So, uh, Claudine, you know, um, how do, you know, we often just want to give up. So, what or have you done? And just to give us some ideas of how we can bring community to get involved in the community. It hasn't been an easy road because you see the poverty. You see the need. And the more you get, the more you want, not want, need. Let me reiterate that. You need more because people see the car. People see the car coming down the road and they run. Kids run in front of my car. So much so that they want to stop my car. Mm. Just because they're so scared that they will miss out on anything to eat. And that breaks me. Sometimes I hoot, sometimes I allow them and I just slow down and I park right where I am. And on Monday, I handed out footballs, soccer balls. Um, There's a a wholesalers in Epping that helps me out with sweets and stuff. They've come on board since last year where I get raw ingredients as well. And I make packets. I hand it out to the community. And the sad thing is, when I get to that last packet and there's still a queue of people mm. and there's not enough and you stand there and you look at those eyes and those faces mm-hmm. and people want to actually get into the car to see, but isn't there anything left under the seats? Yes. Then I open the car and I say, get in and see for yourself. I don't have any more. That is probably the worst feeling for me ever. 
can imagine. Last year, I also got blessed with a number of um, frozen burgers for the area. I've made packets. I went to hang it out, hand it out in Leonsdale. And people were so desperate because it was in the heart of COVID July last year. And they completely pushed me out of the way. And I understand that because I always say the quicker you decide to accept the situation or people's behavior, the easier it becomes for you is acceptance. Mm -hmm. They kind of pushed me out of the way because they were so desperate. That was on a Sunday morning. And the following day, I didn't feel so well. And I, the Tuesday, I went to the doctor. The Wednesday, my results came back. And I was tested. I tested positive for COVID, the Delta variant. It was a serious one. The following day, I had to rush myself to hospital. Mm. And I was um, admitted because I couldn't breathe. And the time that I spent in hospital, it was an emotional fight. It was a physical fight. The physical fight was more so because I wanted to be back yes. to serve my community. And I was discharged a month later. I, I battled after I came out of hospital because the, the flesh wants to get up and go and serve, but the body was still so weak. But I was laying in bed and giving instructions, go get here, go feed here, go pick up this, go pick up that in my weakness. But God has carried me. Our God is awesome. He yes. has carried me. <laughs> he brought me back so that I can save and not save, uh, let me use a, uh, another yeah. term, so I can go back and feed and be and there serve. for the people in the community, serve them and serve them with love. The kids see my car coming down. I don't even have the privacy of going to my mom anymore because I mm -hmm. don't live in Alsace River. But if I go to my mom and they see me, they come running and it's Claudine, Claudine, what did you bring today? Oh. Sometimes I say, I thought you guys love me. <laughs> but they're more excited about what I have to bring and to offer. Mm, but coming back to need. the real social issues is the fact that we need some companies, huge companies out there to come in and assist me to teach the people some skills so that I can send them out and where they can be um, skilled, educated and get them employed. I want to make that request known this morning. I need your help in order for me to help these people and for them not to turn to drugs and gangsterism. Mm. Wonderful. So, um, and, uh, you know, uh, Rosalind, you, what, are, what are you people doing as, as, uh, as a church uh, and a ministry right now? Especially, I think, you more on the back end of, of ministering to uh, uh, families as well. Yes, we work with families and we are more in Cryfontaine um, and so But What I want to say is in terms of what Claudine just said is that to give to the people is a very good thing. It makes you also feel good and so. But sometimes it's so good that, that you can get the people to make a paradigm shift in their mind, yes. to start believing in themselves, to get to the point where the parents must, they take responsibility for the children. They take responsibility for their, for their own circumstances. Parents must get to the point where they become firm, strict to the children, applying proper discipline. 
Yes, they can. We can make a difference, long-term difference, if both sides come to the table. If like people need uh, or parents need to set uh, positive examples. So, for instance, if we go out and we have like parent counseling, it's a good thing to give food. Yes, but you can't just give a fish. You must teach them how to fish. And we can, we can also, we must also help them to to realize that they don't. Parents must not just expect the children to change, but they are not prepared to to uh, um, to get rid of their bad habits. They're not prepared to make some sacrifices because the moment when a parent realizes my circumstances need to be changed, but I have to do something. What can yeah. I do? You know, there are. Social workers working in the communities. There are other uh, service deliverers like at the, the churches. But if the people don't bring their part also, if they don't do their but also, change will not be bring about. Uh, um, and yes, the social work this, uh, uh, services, it's limited. But how do they make use of it? Do they make use of those mm. services? Yeah. Do they expect the social worker to do, to do miracles? The parents yes. and the community members must get to the point that they must they must know that they must do their part. They must do their bit to yeah. bring about change. And the church, parents must get to the point where they also join a good Bible-based church. Take the family. The family must go as a unit to church. Yes. Build the altars at home again. Get rid of false altars. Start praying again. Start doing things as a family together again. Don't just send the children to Sunday school. No, parents go with the children to church. Mm. And if they do that, if the people see that, uh, if, if they do these things and they, they will see from their side, they uh, will see things happen, positive things Changes. starting to happen. Children will see there's love in the family, there's acceptance in the family, there's uh, no rejection. Yes, my parents, they, they push me, go for your dreams, there's encouragement. If the children see these things, then they don't have to go look outside for acceptance. And that is why we as the church, Chaya is starting with this event on Sunday to... Uh, um, so that the, the parents can see there's somebody reaching out, there's somebody uh, uh, want to do something. They must come, see what's going to happen there, how they can start becoming involved in their circumstances and not just only expect somebody else to do things for them, You're but right. that we can work together to bring about change. Fantastic, fantastic. But we're going to talk about, uh, you know, some little bit of advice that you can give us after listening to Johan Britt's You The Reason. Good afternoon and thank you for joining me this afternoon on my program called Rise. And we have Rosalind Feeder and Claudine Coleridge on my program. They are two wonderful ladies that are really active in their communities and I hope this is going to encourage you to see the problems in your community and see how you can get involved and get things happening. So, um, you know, I just want you to give us some advice on, uh, um, Claudine, on what would you think is something that we could possibly do within your community? Um, like I've said before, to so many people, and I will say it again, if the big companies comes forward 
and do their social um, give back to the community. If they give back and they start giving, it doesn't have to be money. It can be in food parcels. It can be um, towards our NGO. It can be towards anything just to feed them. And like Pastor Roslyn mentioned earlier, we need to teach them how to fish. The other thing is that I want to request again is where companies come in and say, look, we'll take 10 or 5 people today, this month, next month, and we'll teach them a skill. Um, we will train them in a certain area where they can uplift their own families and their own communities. And that will change people's minds to turn away from wrongdoing. Because sometimes I believe when I listen to the stories, and there are so many stories, where people don't want to turn the other way. They want to do good. They want Everybody wants to live comfortably. Everybody wants to come home to a cooked meal. Everyone wants to have nice clothing or a car. And everyone has big dreams. But this is where big companies can make a difference. Take a few of the people from different areas. Say we're going to skill them in bricklaying, in plumbing, in whatever they have to offer. There are so many willing people wanting to work, young men and women. You yeah. find so many women doing men's work nowadays. Yes, truck driving and all that. Eh? <laughs> Just two weeks ago, I stopped next to a lady where she was driving this or operating this huge tractor machine thing. I don't know what it's called. Mm. Because I was just in so much awe of her handling this thing and cutting the lawn. And I stopped and I hooted and I waved at her and she smiled. And that mm. was heartwarming because people are willing to even drop whatever standards just to work, to mm. take a salary home, to take a three, four hundred rand home per day or per week, whatever, just to feed that mouth at home. Amen, amen. That's brilliant ideas. And then, you know, Rosin, you just were mentioning early on about, um, you know, just as family, start operating as a family and taking up your position as families and taking responsibility. So before we, you know, I, I would like us just to also talk about the event on uh, Chaya is holding this beautiful event in Leonsdale. The reason why I feel it's such an important opportunity for us to, uh, as a unit, as community to connect and get to know each other better at this event. So maybe you can give us a little bit of feedback what the objective is of the event. Um. Chaya is a movement that uh, arranged this event on Saturday the tw the twentieth on Sunday the twentieth of March at two o'clock. It's uh, the so-called Sleepy Hollow Field in Elsie's River, and uh, the main aim of this event is to get the community together, to join hands, to 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 share love with one another, to um, get to love with love amongst one another for the even for the gangsters to come together and and for for god we we going to allow god and the holy spirit to move this day to do the the, the god's work to touch lives to change people's minds for it's a, it's an opportunity for for people to come and to give their lives over to the Lord to, to make a change in their lives so that they can know, you know, the Bible says that, that uh, um, 
if a family prays together, will stay together. Yes. And if a family is built positively, the community are being built together. And that is the aim, is to bring families together, to bring the whole community together, to join hands, to see how they can to, to, to uh, um, shunt crime in their area, how to get rid of gangsterism in their area, how to encourage families, how to encourage parents to deal with their children so that the children don't fall prey in the, uh, for, uh, of gangsterism or uh, drug dealers, so that the, the families can stand together and know that Encourage the children to continue school, finish their school, yes. pursue their dreams and all these things. That is the, the aim of this event. We're going to have uh, um, um, singers there, people that's going to uh, render the different items. And then uh, um, like uh, Tessa was going to give a testimony and we're just going to flow with the Holy Spirit. We really want to allow the Holy Spirit to flow. And people must come expectant to, to receive from God, not from men. It's not about the person. It's not about people. It's about God and how God is going to move that day. Because we expect great things from God. Because we fasted, we pray, and we know in the spiritual realm things are already being done. Yeah. We just wait for the for the physical to uh, um Manifest. To manifest, yes. So yes, it's a it's a exciting event that's going to happen on Sunday. Yes, we're very excited to hear what's going to be the turnout of that. And everybody's welcome and it's for free. And you've got wonderful artists like Alvira and um August West, all those yes. that are going to be part of it is going to be phenomenal. So I'm really excited for you that um, you are going to really have a wonderful turnout. And may the Lord just bless you as we proceed into this new weekend. And we just, our prayers are with you. Thank you and so that much. you will be successful, that God will reach every soul, that every person that yes. is up there, that will. Their lives will be changed mm. and that they want to stay plugged into the community and see that they are ready for the change of their community Amen. and up for it and up for it and join hands and to love, to learn to love. I have learned something uh, in this last uh, couple of months is learn to love and to have the patience and the endurance and to put your heart and your, and your hands out there and your feet and make yourself available for the work of the Lord. I just want to thank you, ladies, for the wonderful work that you are doing. And um, so just God bless you, Claudine, for your um, incredible tenacity that you're always so bold and ready to get up and go and do it in spite of all your um, uh, challenges. challenges at your own personal challenges. But God bless your work and your hands and the Lord will remember you. And the same thing for you, Pastor Rosalind. We know that you and your husband, uh, Keith, are so dedicated to the work that you do and so prayerfully and so lovingly look after your community. So I just want to bless you as well. May the Lord prosper you in every area of your life. Thank you And so thank much. you for loving our communities the way you do. So you. We, will, you. we will see you next time and we will chat again. There's lots to talk about. Yes. Um, but... We just want to say goodbye and thank you for joining me today and we will see you next week. Stick to the rules and be safe and we will chat next week. But Gilma's going to join us, uh, Gilma Stander, for the news straight after me and um, enjoy the rest of your afternoon and be blessed. Goodbye. Goodbye. 
This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.